Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What's up? So big news, first and foremost, we started a YouTube channel. So that's pretty exciting. Like fairly recently. Yeah, we, uh, we it's youtube.com slash nerds with friends I'm pretty sure. There is another guy on there who has uh, the Nerds with Friends name. Bastard. But you know, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, guy. he's got like, I don't know, 10 videos and they're all dumb. Um, but we will be posting up, uh, at least the audio version of all of our podcasts up on there. So, um, you'll be able to see that with like a static image of, uh, the, the podcast. But, uh, today we're actually trying out a, a video form of the podcast, which is kind of cool. Cause we uh, both decided not to brush our hair. Yeah. Uh, shave, shower, that sort of thing. Coming at quarantine funk. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, um, we we decided that we would just try it out just to see how it goes. You may never see the video of this, <laughs> depending on how poorly or well it goes, but um, we thought it would be a fun, fun experiment. I have some fun ideas that hopefully we'll see the light of day that Cody is going to very much enjoy. So hopefully we'll we'll get to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, the videos that you have, uh, I don't know if I'm going to really uh, like them that much, but um, a fun experiment. It will I be think. fun. You know, I think uh, it'll be a, a good, good time to, uh, you know, try some new things, see if they stick. But enough about that. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get down to the regular show which we know everyone is waiting for. We'll tell you briefly, real quick, about our sponsor, FNX Fitness, um, or FNX Fit. Uh, you can find uh, all the info on our website, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com, but it's a cool supplement site if you like working out, getting ripped, getting swole. Testosterone boost. Um, you know, uh, you can get testosterone boost, which makes your load super big, um, so I'm told. Um <laughs> Uh, I really like the relaxed sleep aid, which helps me knock out at night. You know, I like to pop three of those and see if I can finish before they Super kick Super greens. In. I know I said all the time. Super greens. Super greens are really good. Um, and then they have protein powder, pre-workout, post-workout, collagen. I think they're supposed to be getting some CBD stuff on there, too. Oh, so nice. that'll be kind of cool. Uh, but check them out. There's a link on uh, nerdsoffensepodcast.com as well as on our Instagram and Facebook, I believe, as well, and maybe Twitter, too. Um, you click on there and use the promo code NERDS, you get 15% off your order. It helps support the show. 
um, and helps you get swole and shoot larger loads. Which we all need right now. Yeah. Bigger loads. I mean, everyone needs more bigger loads, right? Am I right, ladies? Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's get down to business. Let's talk some nerdy confessions. Uh, I'll start it off this week. Uh, my nerdy confession is, um, so I haven't talked mini painting in a while, um, but I've still been doing it. I've been doing it a lot. Um, basically, I'll go over to uh, a friend's house every Saturday. My friend Anthony, shout out Anthony. I know he doesn't listen, so that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> As all close friends, you know. They yeah, you know, I think... Uh, friends and family. Friends and family are uh, the worst at listening to the show. So uh, if you, know you are friends and family and you are listening, congratulations. Thanks. You're you're the true the true blue. And don't go back and listen to previous episodes. We definitely weren't talking shit at all. So don't. Just, just listen Yeah, forward. I think, you know, uh, if we mention your name and it wasn't in a kind light, uh, we are sorry. This is off the cuff, but... We love you. Thank you for listening. And for all those of you who aren't listening, fuck you yeah. guys, because you're not listening. Double. And if you know them, tell them fuck that we said fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, uh, <laughs> you know, besides the point, I mean, yes, uh, getting people to listen who are friends and family, I think they're just tired of us. They, you know, we've been doing this show for six or seven years now. Um, I forget what our last anniversary was. Um, it's always on May the 4th, which is fun, but... Uh, yeah, I think they just get tired of our bullshit all the time. So I've heard you my entire life growing up. I don't need to fucking hear you right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, so anyway, that, that has very little to do with what my nerdy confession was. My, my nerdy confession was I go over to my friend Anthony's house and me and him paint miniatures every Saturday. So, um, I think that it's, it's nice, first of all, to hang out with real people. Um, you know, in person, which is why I love coming here to our beautiful 148 Studios, which you guys can actually see if you're watching this video, which is really cool. Uh, we have quite a bit of nerd memorabilia. We have a lot of Transformers. Our friend Rick, who uh, owns the place, is super big into Transformers, uh, and he will be starting a YouTube channel, which uh, eventually... We're going to have him on. We're going to have him on uh, probably next week, so uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But anyway, so it's nice to be in person, and... Um, you know, we've been painting every Saturday. I've been teaching him like how to get better at certain techniques uh, from what I've learned, at least. You know, um, I think that uh, I've gotten better over the past, was it, eight months or so that I've been painting minis now. Has it really been that long? Uh, yeah, I think I started in December of nice. last year. So it's it's getting there, you know. Eight, nine months, something See, like now that. You, it's not as impressive to me how much <laughs> growth you've had. I mean, I started yesterday, Christian. <laughs> I've only been painting for three days. Just like the ones you've shown me as recently. God damn, like, those are amazing. But eight months of practice? All right, well, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe pick it up a little bit. You know, maybe it's, uh, <laughs> maybe you got to work on that shading technique a little bit better. Um, but anyway, so we've been painting um, every week. And uh, one of the uh, fun things that we've been doing is we've been doing a lot of Warhammer minis. Um both Warhammer 40K, which is like the sci-fi version where, you know, you got ultramarines and, you know, everything is very space-aged. Um, then there's uh, Age of Sigmar, which is more fantasy-based. Um, and I will say some of the models on Age of Sigmar are amazing. Like just the detail and the features and the design of them, they're just beautiful. But not at wish quality level right like wish.com <laughs> wish uh wish.com i actually was pretty impressed with their with some of their minis um i, I bought two i will say the pricing's not great 
um, compared to what you would normally expect on Wish.com. I think that, you know, normally when we think Wish, we think like, oh, this should be like a dollar and, you know, it's made in China and, you know, it's super cheap. The packaging is super cheap. I will say that. This is basically in a little plastic envelope. But the uh, quality was actually pretty good on, on the Wish ones, but they are like 10 to $15. For the minis? For the minis, yeah. But I will say this. The minis that they are copying, like the actual, because I believe a lot of them are from like uh, the game Kingdom Death, which we've kind of talked about. It's a very expensive board game. It's like $500, I think, for the base set. Um, I think some of the minis are based on those, and those minis are about $30 a piece because they're very finely detailed. They're resin uh, cast and molded. I would still think they'd be selling it cheaper. I mean, like you're knocking off some stuff. Like, come on, give me the knockoff price. You know, not half off. Yeah, I think um, you know, it's hard to say because I mean, I I feel like one of them I got, which was this like, uh, I'll I'll post a picture up of it. It's a like a lady who's in very skimpy outfit because I wanted to work what on. Talking about it's armor. I wanted to work on skin tones, uh, <laughs> so I bought one with showing a lot of skin. And, um, you know, I'd say that uh, the quality overall is pretty good. But one thing I will say about it is that the mold lines are in kind of an interesting spot. Like on her legs, right across her thigh, above her knee, like that's where two seams are. Because her her legs are one piece and her her torso from the thigh up is another piece. I was going to say maybe. So you get these like lines going right across, you know, if this is her leg. It's going right across. You know, I was going to say maybe she was previously wearing shorts, but you can see her song, all of it, so <laughs> yeah. she definitely wasn't. Yeah, she has weird t- tan lines that are like 3D, which honestly, like, I could improve upon if I if I got fine grit sandpaper and used some epoxy putty. I just didn't want to go to that level. Particularly for like a wish. Model. Yeah, exactly. For for a mini, I don't really care about it. It's, it's whatever. It's just this big titted girl with a skimpy thong on and guns. Which surprisingly, the thong is so tight it's holding the gun. Yeah, I am surprised that uh, the g-string she's wearing is uh, super tight. Yeah, probably cutting off circulation. Not very Has good. Has to be. Has to be. Um, but I will say uh, that generally speaking, the quality of the detail is very good on those. Um, so I was kind of impressed. The pricing is, you know, I haven't found the real exact versions of each one, but if they are based off the Kingdom Death ones. They're about half to a uh, a third of the price still of normal, too much which is still a lot, but for a little plastic thing, you know what I mean. But um, anyway, back to back to what I was getting. My true nerdy confession is that um, this week I had bought these new paints called Scale Seventy Five paints. Well, the company's called Scale Seventy Five. They're called Scale Color because they're the paint division. They are generally known for making seventy five millimeter scale models. Uh, so taller busts and stuff like that um and i am super juiced about trying these new paints out um they came in the mail today and um they are known for being super super matte so that uh you know they don't have a lot of sheen to them um and i'm really excited uh to paint with them so much so that i was like checking my phone every couple minutes for tracking updates. For tracking updates. And I was just like, oh, are they here yet? Are they here yet? Are they here yet? And I was a little pissed because uh, one of the colors that I ordered, which is like a, a um, yellowish tan almost, um, 
was out of stock, so I got a refund for that, which is, you know, it's whatever. Things run out, even though it's the manufacturer I bought them from. So, I mean, you know, take that as you will. But um, I will say that I was, uh, you know, a little bummed about that, but um, I'm excited to try these new colors out and see how, how matte they are. And I was, like, a little ashamed about how excited I was about, you know, new paints. So Yeah, I get it. Yeah, anyway. What's your nerdy confession, Christian? My nerdy confession is hopefully not that controversial. No, um, <laughs> I, I I hate <laughs> lesbians. I don't know. No, <laughs> trying to figure out a I, controversial one. Ghost of Tsushima is a better game than Last of Us Two. Oh, hot take! Definitely a hot take. And I don't mean it to say that Last of Us Two is a bad game. It's just that's how amazing. Ghost of Tsushima is. I just beat it. And I know we talked about it. We did a whole episode. But yep. I don't care. I fucking love this game. Wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I take back also my critiques that I said where uh, it was a little bit too level heavy on the villains on the showdowns. I fucked up. I didn't do enough upgrades. I, th- I, th- I went after mythical things when I wasn't ready for them. I didn't have the right charms. I didn't have the right suits. I didn't beef up the right It's hard right to moves. say no to those uh, mythical quests when it's like, ooh, I get to learn like the heavenly strike or the yeah. flame sword or whatever. Like now that I have certain charms and now that I have certain armor and now that I beefed up certain things, like I've done other showdowns, like, oh, now I feel like I could have gone back and that would have gone easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take, the, I take that back, my critique. Uh, I fucked up the game. Didn't, <laughs> it wasn't. So to me, it's a damn near perfect game. Uh, I love it as much as uh, the Spider-Man game that came out. I, I would put it at that level. Yeah. And it w- as far I was, as immersion, too. you know. Yeah, as far it's, as, it's yeah. all of it. Um, can't say enough great things. The voice actors were amazing. The motion cap was amazing. The story was very good. The story good. was amazing. And that was the other thing. That, thank I'd you. say Last of Us might have a little bit more compelling of a story just as far as like emotional, but not by much. Well, so like, I think overall the gameplay kind of seals the deal thank on you because you reminded me there was an article on uh morally gray characters and how like uh-huh. um, certain games are not doing it as well and someone critiqued the last of us too did was kind of like ah, it was okay um i feel like this was very well balanced in ghost of tsushima like uh, i guess i won't say he does certain acts and yep. at the moment you understand why he did it it Correct. saves hundreds of his men's lives but then it also you just taught the enemy a new trick and they start using it against you. Mm-hmm. So both I feel Jin was right with what he did and his uncle was right in telling him why he shouldn't have done it. But it's like, OK, I can save certain people now and I can take care of this issue later. Um, just the but whole, at what cost? At what Christian? cost? Yeah. At what cost? But that was that's what's so amazing, like about this game where it's like I totally get where he's coming from. I 100 percent get it. I probably would have done the same fucking thing. Like, yeah. And even like men, like people that you allies that you didn't think would, would be on your side were with the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where some people are like, Oh yeah, I can't believe, you know, I, I totally agree with you or like, Oh, you know, so, you know, your uncle's not going to like this. You yeah. Know? No. And like some characters like your uncle's not going to like this, but I back you if you do it. Right. Right. So yeah. Jin has a lot of ride or die homies in that game for sure. He definitely earns earns their respect. You know? Did you did you finish the Norio? Norio also I feel Norio. like Norio the monk. Oh the monk. no, I have not. Um, that one's like a nine stepped quest. So I think I've only done three or four of them. Norio's I, I loved his design. Um, I I 
I, there is nine quests with him, but yeah. I wish it was longer. I really he's really a cool like, guy. Though. He's a cool fucking guy who gets like a lot. Like he, people respect him, but I wish they'd gone a little bit longer. Uh, also, yeah. his, his whole attire was fucking dope in uh, mm-hmm. his weapon. He's a war- warrior monk. Yeah, but uh, some. Well, you'll get to it. I don't want to ruin it, but it's like oh. yeah, yeah. Well, I you know we talked about it a lot last. Uh, last week um and but yes but the confession is it's better than last of us 2 yeah even and i love last of us 2 and i love there was great but ghost of shima was just mm, amazing i will say that uh i agree with you i think that uh ghost of tsushima overall is a better game than last of us there are things that last of us does better um i think the emotional buy in of the story is much uh, more real and potent in Last of Us. Uh, obviously, with Ellie and Joel and uh, Abby, there's there's these really strong emotional scenes that are hard to watch and hard to play sometimes, um, which that affected me probably more than any other video game did. But I will say, overall, as a video game as a whole, Ghost of Tsushima is just leagues better. The environments looked better. The uh, gameplay was much more advanced as far as like combat yeah. and upgrades and things like that go. Um, the story was very, very good and very compelling. There's the uh, the very ending has some really emotional parts to it. Um, but it, I mean the the scenery and environment was amazing. Have the, you taken any pictures? I haven't done that yet. I've seen people post some amazing pictures, but I haven't done it because I've just I just wanted to continue playing. You know, I played around with it a little bit. Um, uh, I've I've sent you a couple, and I, mostly I just I use the photo session to take photos with my phone because yeah. I think that's one thing a PlayStation doesn't do very well is making it so that you can send the um, uh, pictures that you take in Share Factory yeah. or whatever it's called, right? Um, and then s- get them to your phone where you can connect them with. Would your you friends. think about it for they advertisement to, wise? It would be easier. A hundred percent. Well, what they want is like they have a deal with Twitter. They have, you know, uh, they used to have a thing with Facebook, if you remember, and then they lost that because it used to have your Facebook picture on your PlayStation, but it's not oh, there right. anymore um, because they lost their contract with Facebook. And they're like, oh, we'll get it back. I'm like, well, that was a year ago now. Um, but uh, they, they, there's an, you're able to tweet it. But it's like I don't always want to tweet it. Sometimes I just want to send it to yeah. my friends, and that I don't. I'm not someone who uses Twitter a lot. We use it for the podcast, of course. But like I've long since abandoned like my personal Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. I don't use it very much anymore. But the, yeah, I mean like so it's like it's easy fine. for advertisement. You put a little fucking watermark even. Or whatever. All you have to do is you ha- yeah you put a watermark in it. You know, made with PlayStation Share Factory or whatever, and then you should be able to access it in the PlayStation app. I think that's a God, we're so fucking smart. Listen to us. I know. We just, all these companies just need to listen up. Just pay us a little bit. This, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll, you can pay us in video games. I mean, we'll put it to good use. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you playing the uh, Avengers beta this weekend? No, I didn't even know that was out. I think the beta comes out this weekend if you pre ordered it. Um, I've heard some, you know, so so reviews of it. I haven't bought it yet just because i don't like the designs of captain america and um tony stark yeah i'd agree i think that the 
character design is definitely one of the weakest things that I've seen so far, for sure. And I, I haven't read any reviews, but I, I'm I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna end up buying it. So, but no, I haven't pre-ordered it. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's it's one of those ones where it's like I will play it eventually because it's Avengers and I love that. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, Square Enix, why didn't you just like why didn't you do a better job? <laughs> like they just look so bad. Like the hair looks bad, the faces look so fucked up. And then now we've just played two games in a row that were amazing. That were amazing. <laughs> That's that my- you can tell the, who the actors were and the sweat pouring down from under their hair and their pores. I heard I was watching a thing on. Um, I think uh, Corridor Crew, I think, is what it might have been, which is Corridor Digital. They do, like, special effects and stuff, um, and they make their own short films and things like that as well. Check them out on YouTube, um, Corridor Digital. Um, They were saying that one of the things that makes a face look realistic is if the pores stretch. Like, that's, that's one of the things that our eye perceives that makes things look real or fake. You know, so it's it's one of those things where um, if the pores don't stretch, if like when I'm like gritting up my face and I'm like squinting and things like these, these pores up here, you know, are scrunching together. These are stretching out. And that's what makes like lifelike skin texture. You know, it's funny that you brought that up. I just noticed that in the game of Ghost of Tsushima, like there was a tense moment with your uncle. And when there's a close-up of your face, you just see, like, a couple, like, sweat marks go down one side yeah. and one on the other. It's like, dude, that looks so fucking real. Right. Like, and it's just and it's just a small little subtle thing that's like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, we won't talk about it that much. We promise, guys, we won't talk about a whole nother. We have other stuff. stuff. We have other stuff to talk about. But um, one of the crazy things about it is, you, you know, things like that or, like, as you're slicing and dicing Mongolians – um, you know, like blood splatters up on your on your robes and stuff, and it stays and it stays there until you walk through water or dive into something or you know rains or whatever, and or like you trounce through mud and your little kimono thing. Or and whatever. even when it cuts to a cutscene, like it'll be on there while you're tying the cat. It doesn't like mm-hmm. magically go away. Yeah. It even gets like on faces. Like I've had it on Jin's face. Like he has it on there. Yeah, one thing I've noticed is like. <laughs> I'll go through it and I'll just like murder a bunch of Mongolians and have blood all over my face. And then it goes into a scene. He's just like, so I think, well, how do you feel about the mission? And he's just like, covered in blood. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> You're not going to wipe that off? No, no. no uh, I'll get it later, you know. I'm going to murder more people. It's I'm just, just Mongolian. Get- <laughs> you wipe it off now. You get more on later. Am I right? <laughs> um, all right. Well, one of the things, uh, fun things, I think, you know, during all this quarantine, a lot of us have been kind of starved for content. Would you agree? Like, first of all, we didn't get our summer blockbusters this Jeez, year. Dude, you know, Black Widow, Black Widow, Top Gun, um, Mulan. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see that Disney Plus is trying to charge thirty dollars for you to rent it? Oh my God! Fuck you, Disney. thirty dollars. You're already getting my subscription, and then you're going to charge me thirty dollars. Like, Black Widow, I would. It would bug me. $30. Yeah, Black Widow would bug me, but I would do it. But I would do it. But for Mulan, Mulan. get out of here. Yeah. $30. Like, so they. But I'm just going to watch it by myself in my room. (laughs) I'm not going to take two friends with me. So it's like, I'm not. You're getting that much more. Plus, you don't have to pay any distribution. Nope. You don't have to pay, you know, theaters, you know, to, you know, I don't know how exactly 
uh, distribution. You know, you know what that is? They're it's extortion, is what it is. <laughs> They're fucking. They have a word for it, Christian. It's <laughs> called extortion. It is illegal. <laughs> They're fucking pissed that their parks are closed. They're not getting yeah. any of that park money. They're like, "Fuck it, we're sitting on these movies. We need to make more money." That's that's like this is one way that they can make some of that money they're missing. Yeah, I mean, I and it's funny cuz other movies have done this throughout the quarantine where like Invisible Man was one of those ones where like right during its movie run uh theater shut down completely. Trolls was it the Troll, second Trolls? yeah, uh, Trolls is come on. It made a killing. Yeah. Well, little kids see a lot of movies, okay? <laughs> Especially when they're locked at home with but their parents. They like, Jesus Christ, just watch this movie. And, but it wasn't $30. I'm pretty sure it was No, they were all they were all 20, which is you know, it's a. If you think about it this way, it's a one-day rental. It's twenty dollars. That's still kind of a lot, but it's similar to going to a movies. If I do go to the movies by myself, which I don't do, I've never done it. I've done it once or twice. I've never done it. But it's for like a movie I really wanted to see, and no, none of my friends wanted to see like some weird foreign. So this movie is what we're something. gonna do. We're gonna get it for thirty dollars, and we're gonna have like a hundred people just yeah, watch fuck it. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a bunch of other people to do that, and that way they lose some money. Hopefully. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay $30 to watch it. We're going to rip it onto a hard drive, and then we're just going to give it to everyone on the street. There we'll you just go. We'll just hand out flash drives to everyone and just – I mean, it's going to cost us money. Like, you know, but flash drives aren't that expensive, but – then we'll just fuck Disney and. But Mulan, like my big thing is, you're gonna do this with Mulan. Every, yeah. You know, everyone wants to see Black Widow. Yeah. Like you, you would have made more money if anything. Like they, they fucked it up. Like they're gonna do this with Mulan. They're like, oh, it's not gonna work. We're not gonna do this with Black Widow, which would have gotten people to watch it. Yeah, that's true. And and one thing too with the. I don't know. I'm sure it has a lot to do with like Mulan. Like they weren't expecting it to break box office records, but every Marvel movie does crazy well, right? Um, but I don't know, man. It's that's a shitty move. I knew it was coming to Disney Plus, and I figured they would charge for it, but that's just so much. They're probably pissed with all the the Pixar movie that was amazing. That they all the money they lost. Um... Oh, Onward? Yeah, they were probably yeah, pissed all the money lost that's on true. Onward. That's true. Onward was really good. Yeah. That was a good movie. That's what I'm saying. And like, you know, I got Even that one, up. I might have done $30 if I had known how good it was going to be. That's one of those things. Mulan might be amazing. Mm. Eddie Murphy better show up in it, but mm. he's not going he's to. He's not going to. Yeah, that's so stupid. God damn it. He was He's fixing for a comeback, Disney. He, he just needs the right vehicle. Coming for, Was it coming to America, too? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I think Arsenio Hall is going to be back in it, too. Yep. Right? Yep. Awesome. Well, anyway, the reason why I brought up all that shenanigans is that, you know, we we're looking for new stuff to watch because we're home a lot. And, you know, you burn through the movies that are out there, the movies you've been waiting to see for a while, the TV shows you've heard like a good review on and you start running dry like. I just started uh, that show Cursed, which is supposed to be pretty I just good. started that today. I've, I've almost finished the first episode. It's like, it's okay. It's, you know, I, I was expecting to be blown away. Um, it's got that chick from uh, 13 Reasons Why, you know? The never one, saw that. You never saw it? It was pretty sad. She murders herself. Um, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I know. That's like the whole basis no, of I know, the No, I know. I've, I've had people tell me about this show, but it's yeah. just like, she murders herself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I keep waiting for it to happen in this one and make it more interesting. Um, I, I just. She's a little bland on screen. Uh, I do like the guy playing Merlin. He's yes. from Vikings, right? He's one. Of the I sc- don't think so, but I know. I think I he's thought, uh, I, Floki. I thought it was him too, but I. I'm, he's a Scarsgard brother. I. 
I felt it in my of gut the, that it was him, but I didn't of know. Of the Icelandic scars cards. <laughs> uh, that family is crazy. They're all crazy, successful actors. Yes. Yeah. Because there's, there's, I forget, Alexander, he's he's the, the father, dad. right? Yeah. And he's in, obviously, Avengers. He's been in a bunch of movies, though. You know him if you saw him. I think he oh, was, you're right. Damn it. He looks way different in this. He got beefed up a little bit. Maybe that's yeah. What threw well, me Floki off. was always kind of really—that was his name, right? Yeah, Floki. Floki. Yeah, he—he he was always really skinny and crazy. Um, he's not that beefed up, but I mean, he's got that Viking blood in him. I guess know? I'm so used to like he's the a crazy... chicken. He just it just and the ab pops out, you know. <laughs> and then I, I uh, guess I'm so used to him being like the weirdo, like lanky. like he's drunk in this, which he's got like a little bit of like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow vibe to him. But, sure, sure. Um, I'm I feel you that it's starting off a little slow i'm gonna give it i'm gonna watch the whole thing i'm gonna give it a chance um i do like that they're made merlin not the hero like i'm not sure if he's a villain but he's not particularly coming off too great right now yeah well, one thing that that they do a lot with any of these it's basically so the story of this thing is it's basically the story of the lady in the water who who present you know who has us excalibur and she that gives it to she arthur. gives gives it to arthur right um, which is, you know, also there's a sword in the stone, which you see a brief glimpse of that kind of, um, and then, but this is telling her story, you know, um, and it's, it's interesting because it's a story that not, you know, I don't personally know a lot about. It's like, oh, it's a lady in the water. She hangs out in the lake, I guess. I don't know. You know, she has, she loves swords. Who, who knows? <laughs> but, um, one thing they always do with these Arthurian legends is that, it's always like Merlin's got this huge reputation where he's like this amazing magician, but he's he's always like, oh, I've lost it, or I'm not as good anymore, or those are blown out of proportion. I want to see a show where it's just Merlin being a badass. And I know there are shows out there called Merlin, but I've seen parts of them and they look like shit. I kind of like, well, I don't know if it's going to go this way, but mm-hmm. like in The Dark Tower, there is a Merlin and he's necessarily not bad, necessarily not good, but I feel like he yeah. leans more towards bad. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe they're going with this. I, and that's what's going to get me to stay. And I do love that that Skarsgård actor. So yeah. I, I want to see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I think I'm three episodes into it. Um, Plus they showed a three-headed baby. So like, you know. Really? Yeah, there was a part where Merlin is looking uh, for signs, and there's like for merchant, this merchant for whatever reason he pulls back, you know, a little, little oh, blanket. Baby. There's like a baby. It's like it's one. There's head, a there's a lot sides. of violence in it. I will say that. There, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like a really like light teen fantasy show, but there is a lot of violence in it. So you know. Anyway, um, but you know that's you know that's one of those things that you know I'm trying to explore. I just we I recently started watching Harley Quinn the animated show, which if you have not seen that, go watch it. It's on HBO Max now. It's amazing. It's basically like it's as if Deadpool the movie, the Ryan Reynolds movie, was animated in the DC universe. It's the jokes are hilarious. Bane does the this is my reckoning voice, you know, and it's the everyone's cursing up a storm that it's super violent. Um, and it's all about Harley Quinn and her like separating from the Joker. Uh, Alan Tudyk does the voice of the Joker, and oh, I nice. think he does a very good uh, job. And uh, he's a great actor and an amazing voice, amazing actor. voice actor. And then, um, I think her name is Katie Coco Cuco, um, from Big Bang Theory, she is the voice of Harley Quinn. 
and Lake Bell is the voice of Poison Ivy. I've only heard amazing things about the show. The only reason why I haven't seen it is because I didn't want to get the DC uh, the DC stream. app. I think that app is dying, which is why Doom Patrol and this have moved over to um, HBO Max. And I've also heard uh, rumors that Swamp Thing might be coming back too. I know you're Swamp- a big. Well, I haven't seen it, but I've heard amazing things about it too. I heard it was super. It was super well, great. Yeah. So I on that one, I think it it got canceled after like the first episode, but the first episode was very well received. Yeah. And so. You know, it's uh, you know, it's really funny. Is my friend Kaina? Her dad is in the original Swamp Thing movie. What? Yeah. He, Who is he? I think he's the Swamp Thing. Get the fuck out of here! I'm trying to remember. I'd have to look it up. His name is Ray Weiss. He was in. Um, he was in. Yo, can uh, we get him on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't talked to my friend Kaina in a while. I think she lives in L.A. now, uh, but she's awesome, and she's been a very good. She's been in several very good bands. So the '82 one. Uh, Return of the Swamp Thing or Swamp Thing? I think it was the first one. Click on the first one. This this will make for some great, great video pod and great audio <laughs> pod. Right there, right there. This guy. Wait. Oh, he's the villain, isn't he? Is that yeah? The, is that the villain? He's he's the villain. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's been probably thirty you know, years since like, I've seen I've, him. I feel like I've seen this guy in a lot of things. He is in a lot of things. Go ahead and click on him and see. He's he was in Agents of Shield, I think. Um, not not Agent Shield, Agent Carter. He was in. He was in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Okay, oh, dude. I mean, that was a great. You know what? Amongst other things, yes. That was one of the shows that I didn't think I was gonna like. That was really good, and I'm bummed out that it got canceled. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he's he's a very good character actor. He's been in quite a few things. Um. But uh, yeah, he, he's uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten to meet him. I haven't hung out with my friend Kaina in a while, which I regret. But. Um, uh, I see pictures of her with him all the time. I'm just like, dude, that's so funny. We're going to try to make it. I promise nothing. He's also in Twin Peaks. Like, he's the father of the girl who gets murdered in Twin Peaks in the beginning of Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, I I feel like I've seen him a lot of 80s stuff. We're going to promise to try to see if possible. Yeah, like once, (laughs) maybe once all this stuff dies down, uh, we might be able to Skype him in. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I can reach out and ask. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't remember why I brought that up. Oh, because it was on DC Universe. Uh, yeah, Rumors is coming back, the new one. Nice. So, so hopefully I'll come back. Anyway, the whole reason I brought this up is because there is a very new show on there, Umbrella Academy. Season 2 has just released on Netflix, which is very exciting news. Um, and we won't, we'll do a more in-depth review of like the actual season. I will say 100%. Go watch it. It's everything you want, like from the season 1. But better, like the first, I think the first scene is just amazing. The first scene was You see amazing. like, you see them all using their powers <clears throat> and stuff, like even more so than before, which is awesome. And um, all the characters come back. Well, most of them do. Um, I don't think Mary, Mary J. Blige didn't come back. Um, but um, a lot of the favorites and some really good new ones come in too, which are awesome. Um, and it's... An excellent story, and I think we talked about this a little bit back when the first one came out. Was that I was like, "Oh man, this is based on a comic book by the guy who uh, he's from Taking Back Sunday, I think." Uh, Gerard Way. It's either, I don't know. It's that or some forty one. Or... Anyway, my our emo friends out there are lighting us up right now because <laughs> we don't know. I it, I think it's Taking Back Sunday. Gerard Way is his name. He wrote the comic book. So after the first season came out, I got the comic book. 
And I was like, oh, I'm not super excited. Yeah, no. Well, this was my first one if, if we're doing this right. segment. The Umbrella so, Academy is going to be my first one. But. So I thought it would be fun to do a segment where we talk about, you know, adaptations of, uh, you know, whether it be books, comic books, video games, whatever, where they make either a movie or a TV show or a video game or what have you, where they've adapted the original story and the adaptation is better than the original. So your first one was is Umbrella Academy. So why why do you think that the uh, that the Netflix show is better than the original? In so many ways. Um, so I watched the show and like you, I thought it was amazing. It was original. Um, I loved all the characters. Um, the n- number five, I don't know the actor's name. The kid, he's amazing. He is very good. He's very very good. Um, that you're gonna, hear he, me, you're gonna hear me crack open a cold one. <laughs> I, I want to sparkling see, water. <laughs> I want to see continue his career. He's going to do amazing things. I feel. Um, so I was like, oh, and then I found out like, whoa, there's a graphic novel, there's a comic book, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got to check it out. And wow, it is not good. I well, the best thing I could there say are, is that I like the there, artwork. The artwork I actually do like. I like the character design. I think is very yeah, cool. That was cool. The story wise, it's fucking. Bad. Bad. Like, if I don't know how they got the show like greenlit. Like, if someone was like, "Hey, I want to make this into a show," this is the don't gra- read the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the script I wrote. But if someone was like, "This is the graphic novel," do you want to? I was like, "No, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of my office! We're not making this shit." <laughs> but I'm so I, whoever the I don't want to say comment whoever the salesperson that pitched this idea like fucking genius, and I'm glad the show got made. Yeah, it's I think really good. I think that you know they probably came up with a I think in the biz they call it a treatment or something right where they've come up with like a screenplay idea and maybe some story outlines of how they're going to do it and they could just say it's based off this comic book but I think at the end of the day the studio execs are looking at the actual screenplay um, the actual outline to it. And obviously, like things like budget and stuff like that to make it happen. So I think that at the end of the day, they're probably not going to the comic and be like, "Well, let's, oh, this is a piece of garbage comic. There's no way I'm making this movie or yeah. TV show." So I, th- I think luckily, that's why some of these things that we're going to talk about happen. You know, but yeah, I was I was very underwhelmed with it. Um, <laughs> I don't think I fit. I think I'm. I think I finished the first volume. I did not. I don't, did not start the second volume. Yeah, I finished the first volume, which I think is called like the Apocalypse Suite, which is basically what season one was. Yes. Um, though they do have some diff. I mean, the story is very different. Yes. Um, Hazel and Cha Cha had like very minimal like. Hand. Yes. Yes, and um, it doesn't go into much of what Five did in the Apocalypse or yeah. anything like that. Um, His was the only design I didn't like. Because he was like squat. He was a squat like, little, yeah, like chunky kid kind of thing. It was weird. It wasn't that like he was. He wasn't. His proportions like, were off. Yeah, like he wasn't drawn like he was like like a chubby kid. It was just weird. Yeah, he was drawn like a little gremlin kind of guy. Yeah, it was. It was fucking weird. Um, uh, one space, was great. Space boy. Yeah, and that's another thing is they call them all by their superhero names in that in yeah. the comic book, which is fine. Like I think that's a cool thing, but yeah, Space Boy was different. Seance was who is um. Uh, Klaus. Klaus. Um, I get all the. He was very. He was not a hedonistic. He, like. he was not anything like the character in the show. Yeah. And he's one of like the fan favorite characters. Yeah. I think you know. He what was I mean? like very serious, like in 
Um, I think he was, he was he looked old like compared to everyone else. Yes, he, yeah, he looked he looked old even though they're all the same age, right? That's supposed to, well, I guess except five. Um, but yeah, it was it's bad, man. I I I was very disappointed in that one. Um, so I thought this I thought this would be kind of a cool thing to explore more of them. So that's your first one. Yes. My first one um, is I'm going to talk a little bit about a little book called "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep." Heard yes. of the book? Yes. You heard of the book? You should have. Uh, it's basically a book by Philip K. Dick, right? He's the one who wrote that one. I believe so. I it's believe one of the so. big, one of the big yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, who, if he's an amazing sci-fi writer, if if uh, you guys haven't checked him out, he also did Total Recall, the uh, Minority Report. I think he did. Uh, that might not be correct. Um, but he did the Adjustment Bureau, Total Recall. Um, and a bunch of other ones that you have been made into movies or TV shows since. Um, anyway, he, he wrote, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Terrible, terrible uh, title for a book. But it got made into the movie called Blade Runner. One of the coolest titles. Was it Blade Runner? I thought it was um, uh, the... Nope, it's definitely Blade Runner. Oh, okay. What are you thinking of? I was thinking the the uh, Will Smith one. iRobot? Uh, yeah. No, that was iRobot. By Isaac Asimov. Oh, okay. Um, which, if I Robot the movie was better, I I would maybe argue it because the book was a little. It's a little dry, um, and I, it's very different from what the movie was. But um, it was okay. But Blade Runner, I think, is arguably one of like the quintessential sci-fi movies out there from a world-building, um, costume design, uh, set design you know, cinematography uh, standard. I mean, it just revolutionized how sci-fi looked. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, uh, I would say that the movie itself, the book is still very good, but the movie did so much for sci-fi. Of course, it's got Harrison Ford in it, who's amazing. Um, and depending on which version you see, there's a million versions out there. Skip the one with the voiceover. That one's uh, garbage. Um, I didn't know there was a voiceover one. Yeah, there, I, I forget which one. That, that might be like the theatrical cut or something. The one that got released, they like threw some voiceover, and it's just it's just Harrison Ford cashing it in, <laughs> do, trying to do like the uh, you know the the film noir uh, detective voiceover. She was a dame unlike any other dame, you know was that sort of thing. But it it's it's uh, it's Harrison Ford just like. So I'm what they call a Blade Runner, and uh, I hunt replicants, which are uh, robots that look like human but aren't. And uh, this is my story. You tell me that wasn't better? Uh, I don't think it was better. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that movie, I think, just like, and then 2049, which I think people slept on and was even. I'd say twenty four nine. Seen it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a point to watch oh it. Oh my god! Watch it as soon as you can. Here's here's a bonus section to my my pick for for adaptation. I think twenty forty nine is better than Blade Runner, the original. I I can't say one way or another because I haven't seen it, so it's not mind blowing to me. But I can understand why it might oh, be to some. It is so effing good. That's a hot take, though. I don't know if everyone agrees with me on that one. I think most people who've read the book and seen the movie agree. 
that the um, movie Blade Runner is better than the original one. It's just, it's darker, it's grittier, still deals with a lot of the same, um, same, you know, philosophy and things like that. Um, the one thing that's kind of crazy is the book, uh, you know, it's called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? A big part of the book is that, like, pets are very expensive in the future. No one has, like, real pets. So they all have, they all have fake animal pets. And there's, like, there's chapters and chapters on these, like, oh, so, did you hear so-and-so got a real, you know, got a real parrot? Oh, my God, there's no way he can afford a real parrot. Or you know, I forget what I it was. I feel like there's it no been, way. It might have been a snake. I don't know. It a was, replicant with the technology, the the material would go into than just having two dogs go at it. <laughs> yeah. getting a puppy. I don't know. It was it was very strange. And it's funny because when you read old sci-fi, um, though his wasn't isn't that old. I mean, I think it's from like the 70s. Um, but if you read like, uh, like uh, was it Kurt Vonnegut did a, like a couple weird sci-fi ones and then like Ray Bradbury – like if you read some of his like Ray Bradbury is also awesome, um, and did and he, he did this one called "There Will Come Softly Falling Rains," which is a short story. Read that one if you haven't read it before. Um, it's all about smart house and things like that. But like that story is amazing because it a hundred percent predicts what like our homes are like today. There's little robot, um, you know, little. Uh, Vacuum cleaners that come out clean, so, clean with a mess. Roombas, Roombas, right? There's, um, there's like a, a basically a digital assistant, like an Alexa or a Google, who's like saying, "The weather outside today is a crisp 64 degrees. Don't forget, you have to take Marnie to school and that sort of thing." Um, but there's a surprise ending to that s- short story, so check it out. There will come softly falling rains. I think it's called. Um, so there's cool stuff like that, but then there's also stuff where it's like. Is very very dated, where you're like, oh god, like like what we know of science has advanced so much. Where when they talk about like, I thought it was gonna be the misogynistic stuff, like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like, women, women, you know, look at her, she's trying to vote, blah blah blah. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's my mind goes to too many dark places <laughs> thinking of like bad examples. <laughs> um, we'll just skip it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Black people have their own home world. I was like, yeah. oh god, <laughs> like bad at the time, or like may- maybe at the time made sense. Really, really fucking bad now. Yeah, um, but anyway, um, it, it's it, it's <laughs> interesting to see. Like, I think that Blade Runner, the movie, tying it all back, does a better job of predicting what the future looks like compared to the book. I think the book has like some of those things, like the pet thing, is just it's so off the wall. You're like, really, like you know, like you said. Having two dogs fuck is way, way easier than making robot dogs right. that everyone can afford. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I think with a lot of sci-fi writers, there's certain the real ones that stand out are the ones that hit closest to the truth. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, th- that's my first pick. What's your second one? Um, second one, also, try. Uh, Ninja Turtles. If you go back and look at the comic, you know, and it, it's two guys. It was just two guys who pulled Eastman money together. Eastman and Laird. Pulled money together to do this comic that, um, you know, th- like me, my first introduction to the Turtles were the cartoons, which to me were uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. It was great, and that's the Turtles that we know, to try to go back and look at it, which 
it's it's not uh, bad, but I do feel the cartoon was a more marketable success. But it's like it's darker. Like they're killing yes. people. <laughs> like, and I didn't know how much they had ripped off of Daredevil. A hundred percent. Well, that's why it's called the Foot Clan. Right. They were instead of the hand. Instead of the hand. But they even tied it in. Um, and I, I this is me guessing because it is um, a person. It's supposed a, to be like a parody of ninja right, type comics. But there is like this uh, radioactive stuff that gets hit and it falls down into the um, the sewers, which mm-hmm. we all know the story. The, yep. There were four turtles and the rat. But it's supposed to be the same sewer and the same sewage from Daredevil. But, but they weren't trying to directly rip it off. But yeah. Well, anyway. So the same that gave him his. Yeah, his powers. powers. But um, the cartoons were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my third part is the first movie they did, to me, was oh, so, good. so good. It was so good because they did. I like the second one, too. I, I no, think, the second one was good. But you got Vanilla Ice. <laughs> you got. Uh, ice Ice Baby. I, no, 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 no. No, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Ninja, Sorry, go. Forgive me. The classic song of our generation. But to Toka me, and Razor. That movie did a great job of being kid friendly but having really dark um like connotations and like like there was like they they kept it kid friendly but there was still drug use there was still like kids doing like the foot was like gangs gangs, like it but it balanced it well which i feel like is not a fucking easy thing to do but they did a great job the prosthetics the practical effects dude they look so they look they look good by today's standards you know what i mean with the the faces moving and things like that and um, and that that first movie was done on like an independent film budget, which is the craziest yeah. thing out there. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. I, I, you know, again, not to say that the original comics were bad. They weren't bad, but I feel like the transition from the cartoon was great. Yes. And then the transition to the movie was was also great. Yes. And then I would say uh, one of the best video game adaptations, the Ninja Turtle arcade game. Turtles in Time? No. no. No, not Turtles in Time. Just the first one. The first arcade game where, like, that first level, you're in, like, an, I don't know. Is that like the one where on the building? side they have an actual April O'Neil? Like, they have, a, like, a person dressed? She's always on the side, like, with, like, a camera? Like, uh, Maybe. May- it, it might be. I remember the first one. You know, it's just a side-scroller where you can play up to four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and Cowboy – or not Cowboy. And um, Bebop and Rocksteady are, like, the first one. Yeah, I think Bebop. And then, like, the Shredder jumps out a window with yeah, April yeah, yeah, O'Neil. Yeah. yeah, it's that one. Nice. Dude, that I, me and my dad used to play that game. We would just fucking play it, and that was like back when my dad would play video games. And anyone who's met my dad knows that not a big gamer, not a big gamer. He hasn't really picked up one since. Um, but yeah, we would we would sit and play that one. Um, and then once we got Game Genie, we would just beat the whole game. We would sit down and play the whole game start to finish, which is weird to think about knowing what kind of guy my dad is now, that he would sit down and play an entire video game start to Because you it. wanted to play it, man. I guess. He's a good dad. He's just <laughs> not into what I like. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's what second one just – and not to say that the previous ones were bad. It's just that each new rendition got better. Yeah. And then Michael Bay fucking ruined it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, here's what I'll say about the Michael Bay ones. It's terrible. I went in expecting a train wreck, and there was parts that I liked. The, only- the the character design was god awful. Okay, um, I thought you were gonna say we were good. I was like, we're gonna have to no, end no, this no, no, no. It was Shredder looked like shit. The turtles looked like shit. But I will say, some of the voice actors were really, really good. Um, and there was some cool action scenes and things like that where I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. 
But it, it bulletproof turtles. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. No. That was, <laughs> Fucking no. You ever shot a turtle? You don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, mean. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Fucking blow up the, like a, the uh, one scene that I did enjoy mm -hmm. were them where you can actually see them like their relationship as them as brothers and them being teenagers was in the elevator when like one of them starts like banging and they just start dancing and I was like, okay, that's kind of like the turtles I remember in growing up with, like being goofballs. Yeah, exactly. But outside of that. Yeah, I think I think you're definitely right on that one. I think uh, it, it was, you know, he did what he does to a lot of things that we love and just shit on it. So you got a lot of the, the circuit, you know, circling helicopter shots of and them. And a on bunch top. of explosions. Like there wasn't that yeah. much, and particularly in the first movie, there's not that much technology with the turtles. Sure, eventually they start fighting space creatures, but like. Mm -hmm. there was Ooh, when Raph gets that black suit that he wears, like the ninja suit. You remember that in the comics? Mm. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. The Michael Bay is pretty much garbage, but I agree. I think first movie, second movie, both excellent, um, and the TV show. Like it, I still remember parts of that TV show. Like it's you know, and for Comic Con this year for the online Comic Con, they actually released the original, um, the original toys, which was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Like they had the the molded. Remember on those original toys, you had to snap the yeah. weapons out of the thing. They they released uh, the original uh, molds and everything. Like they made a set of the four turtles, Splinter and Shredder. I would have bought those. Yeah, you can still get them. Um, I I don't know how how much the markup has gone on them, but they were released for a Comic Con exclusive. Which today. turtles did you identify the most? Um, here here's the thing with the turtles is I wanted to identify with Michelangelo. Okay. Because he's a fun guy. Nunchucks are fucking awesome, but it was always Raphael for me. Raphael is my absolute favorite. I was always split. I was always 50 50 Raphael and Leonardo. Ooh. I was always split. I could never pick one. Yeah. I, I, I love, like, they're all great. And I think, you know, um, I think Leonardo, awesome, awesome weapons. Probably some of the best weapons in there, but of course they're fighting. Robots, so he never really kills anyone. But in the comics, in the comics. They're, they're people, and he straight slices them. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there was so much fun, and I loved Casey Jones. Oh yeah, he was awesome. And then what was the samurai rabbit's name? Uh, I, you know, I want to say Yojimbo, but I'm sure it's not just because yeah, Yojiro or something like that. Yeah, it was it was God. I love Ninja, Ninja Turtles. All right, my next one, Christian. This might be a bit of a hot take. Uh, and I'm sure people are going to disagree with me, but Lord of the Rings. God damn it! I felt you saying it. That was my third one. Was it? But but I hate I I, I hate the. We're fact talking. That I was... We're talking about the animated cartoon, right? Is, oh no no no! Another no. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I I love the books, but the movies were a little bit. Better and even God, even saying it like it, it hurts me to say it, but like because I have so many people that will shit on the books. I'm like, the books are amazing, the books are fucking amazing, but they are a little wor oh, fuck, I can't believe they are a little wordy at certain parts. Yes, and and that that was I'm not this is not saying that the book is bad, this is saying that I think what the movie did and what Peter Jackson was able to do with those three movies we're talking about just the Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit, the Hobbit. 
I actually like the book better than the three movies that they extend. Like it was too too much. <laughs> but with Lord of the Rings, what Peter Jackson was able to do that I love so much is that he was able to take this very wordy, very extensive world and show enough of it where the and condense the story enough where the story is linear and easy to follow but also creating a world that still seemed gigantic and grand in in that Tolkien you know expanse you know what I mean I think that he did a very good job of condensing it down into something palatable where you know the movies aren't short. They're you no. know, they ext- if you're looking at extended ones, they're three and a half to four hours long each. So that's that's a long like nowadays they will just make a uh, a Netflix show out of it, right? But I think he, he he like I read those books probably too early. Like I read them and I'm like, God damn, that was fucking <laughs> like I've been singing songs around a campfire for forty pages. I that's why one of the reasons I, I was not a big fan mm-hmm. of the songs in the book, yeah. but they're amazing. They're still amazing. It's it's amazing that someone came up with them. Like Tolkien was sitting there like, well, you know, what, what would dwarves sing about? <laughs> and he writes these long songs, creates multiple languages. I mean, the books are amazing and they're a feat of literary prowess like that we have not yet seen. Like, you know, there's... Obviously, Brandon Sanderson and Robert Jordan have done very good jobs of making these expansive, with Stephen King, these expansive fantasy worlds. But everything goes back to Tolkien, right? Um, and C.S. Lewis, to a lesser extent, I think. Well, and that's that's but, one of the reasons how well, Stephen King was like, did the Dark Tower. He mm-hmm. directly references, I want to do something at the level of Tolkien. Right. And I think it, it's very hard to do that. And I, and I still think those books are great. But those movies are perfect. Plus... Carl Urban, yeah, he's in there. Uh, he's the leader of the Rohirrim. There's so, Rohan. M- yeah. Well, the Rohirrim are the uh, is that, is that the, what was the, the horse, uh, the and the I just cavalry. I just want more Carl Urban in more things. Yeah, we need more Carl Carl Urban. His name can get hard to yeah. say sometimes. Carl Urban. Ooh, I'm super excited. Carl Urban about the new uh, the boys second mm, season. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I haven't read that one yet, so that that could be a I started retroactive addition to this list. Um. They're they're both great, but um, not the same story. But they're both amazing. Sure. Um, my uh, third one, because I kind of stole your sorry your other one, um, was. Oops, let me think of what it was now. <laughs> um, I have it. I have it on my notes here. Oh, I think so. Avengers: Infinity War. Um, I. And this might be kind of a kind of an easy, you know, easy take on it. But I think that the Avengers Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet storyline that they did in the movie is much, much better than um, what happened to the fucking camera app Uh, It's much better than the comic book. And it's not saying again, not saying that the comic is a bad thing. Um, It's it's that. The Avengers from the Marvel Cinematic Universe was so good. So you're saying you didn't like uh, Hulk's uh, 70s uh, V-cut fucking nope. jacket? Nope, I did not like His that. jeans and... Nope. That was did. pretty bad. That was like one of the worst parts of reading uh, 
that uh, that comic. I think a lot of you know, especially when you have a comic book event like that. Um, I think it's very hard for it to be, um, you know, cohesive and straightforward because they're tying into all the other monthly books. You know what I mean, or weekly books. So I think that's a big part of why things like Flashpoint or um, Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, or um, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's hard to do those well in, um, in, in movies and stuff, just like the comics, because they pull from too much other stuff. Yeah. Um, what makes a good adaptation is... Uh, writers and directors who can who can take all that information, everything that happens, and condense it down to what what is the message of this thing, what is the true plot, and how do we convey that in a two hour to three hour movie kind of thing. And I think the Russo brothers did a very good job of making a weird out there thing where he's like courting death yeah. and you know trying to win her over by snapping out you know, half the universe and, and then the lady who ends up or the person who ends up, um, taking him out at the end is Nebula, but she's like dead and she's like, or she's not dead. She's like, it's like a weird weird zombie zombie or whatever. And she ends up winning the whole thing. It, it's too zany. And well, no, she took it and then uh, she undid everything. Mm-hmm. At the end, Adam Warlock was That's the right. One Adam Warlock ended up having. And then Adam Warlock has his alter ego. The the void or whatever no that's, no no, no. that's that's century uh, um, Magnus Magnus or? yeah 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 or Magus 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 whatever doesn't matter it's it's basically a warlock and a mage so that's that's kind of <laughs> how they anyway yeah I think they did a very good job of um, conveying that and just tying it together so well um, I think that you know that. That's one of also it's, it carries more weight on scene. Like um, mm-hmm. it's harder on paper to transition like um, the fear or like the you know the big weight of what's going on. Like plus it's a weekly book. You know, like it's easy to look at it all in a yeah nice graphic novel volume that's like 120 pages long. But remember, they came out in these little like 15 page or. You know, however, I don't, how many well, pages are generally in a comic book? Uh, 26. It's short. 26. That might be true, I guess. Um, also, I mean, I, I get what they were trying to do in the graphic. I agree with you that the movies were better in the graphic novels. Not to take anything away, because if it wasn't for the graphic novels, we wouldn't have the movies. Yep. But um, and there's a scene where when he has the glove, the, the deities of the Marvel Universe and the galactic beings all decide, okay, we need to intervene. This guy's way too strong. And they all attack him at once. And he's able to defeat them. It's like, all right, well, these are galactic beings. Like, I understand that he has the Infinity Stones, but at the end of the day, he's still a mortal. Like, now I guess he got to the level of a god. But it's kind of silly to think that these deities pooled together would not be able to still stop him. Which, to me, kind of, like, I get it. They're trying to make Thanos seem a bigger threat. But it just seemed, it came off silly to me. Yeah, I think, and that's one of the things that comic books have problems with uh, a lot of times is power scaling. Um, and Dragon Ball Z does this too, right? Like everyone that Goku fights is the strongest in the galaxy at the time. At the time, <laughs> or at least known. And then that there's, them. and then it's like, oh, there's no way you could possibly get any pe- more powerful. And then it's like, oh, this guy's actually, you know, three times as strong as Frieza. And um, now he, Goku, just trains really, really hard, 
And now he's not Super Saiyan 1, he's Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4. Not Super Saiyan 4, because that's not canon anymore. Now it's Super Saiyan God. Then it's Super Saiyan Blue. And then it's Super Saiyan Rose. And then it's Super Saiyan... You can't hit God level and then, Ultra still, have, Instinct. And yeah. then still have levels after that. That was ambitious, calling it Super Saiyan God. And yeah, then, just... like just, uh, just kidding, we have like three more levels that's going to... Uh, um, come up after this. You know, so. and I know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I know it's silly, but I just love Dragon Ball so much. I love it, it too. That, like, like it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it does. It bothers me if I think too hard about it. You know what I if mean? If you just accept it. If you just accept it, like Goku's just going to get stronger. But then the problem with that too is that the a lot of the other characters don't get stronger. You know what I mean? I Here's here's one we, we should have uh, we should have thrown on here. Dragon Ball Z. Like, I've only read a little bit of the manga, but, like, the show is so good. The show's Dragon good. Ball I, Z specifically. I've, Dragon I have, Ball is a little different. I have read know? some of the manga, and to me, it's like, oh, it's just shot. Like, or, or, I guess I should say the show is shot for shot, the ma- the manga, except mm-hmm. animated. But, like, it's almost like like just straight up, like, lifted from the pages, which not 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 bad. I mean, it's a great, yeah. it's a great fucking show. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, the spectacle of it, you know, the whole, um, you know, the, and most mangas in black and white too. So just having color yeah. and having the, the kamehamehas and stuff. I mean, it's just so hard to you know not enjoy. I still say deep voice Spanish Goku is my <laughs> voice. I can't deal with the Japanese. And I know, I know, our buddy Hell Pockets would be super fucking mad at me, but yeah. I can't take high pitched Japanese Goku. I like English Goku. English Goku's fine too. I think it's fine. I, that's it's just the majority of the Dragon Balls. But I did, I did watch my first Dragon Ball Z in Japanese, and so I like I, that's what I know. It's you know I know it, and then like the English one you get used to because you watch so much of it on Toonami or whatnot. But. It's like the first time I heard <laughs> a, like his voice in Japanese with subtitles. I'm like, wait, what? Why is he a girl? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Because he's like young and jovial. That's like his whole <sighs> it's deal. It's just like, you can't be the, like, I don't know. Cause in, in the Spanish version, he's got a deep manly voice. I'm yeah. like, makes sense. He's a hero. He's fucking like amazing. Same thing with Vegito. It's always like a deep voice. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I get it. But then when I heard it, it's like, what? It's, what? It's very strange. Um, I think that does it for our list. Uh, I had a couple. I had an honorable mention of The Witcher too, the game over the over the books. Though I, I haven't, haven't read the books. I haven't read the books, but I've I've heard excerpts of them and you know read little patches and stuff. And it's just like those games are universally loved. I'm not even a huge fan of the games, honestly. I tried after the but show. I know I know how much people love and cherish those games and then i found out that books were involved beforehand i'm like well that's that's why i put it as an honorable mention not a pick i'm not as well versed on it yeah as I, I guess could be. yeah I, I i after i watched the show i tried the game and i was like oh this is not for me yeah like, it's fine if we're doing honorable yeah, mentions here, here honorable mention the game to the show the show yeah. i love <laughs> Yeah. The game, I hate it. Well, the honorable mention I was going to make, because I haven't read the book, and yeah. we were talking about this off-air, was Fight Club. I've heard the... I mean, I love the movie, seen the movie, love it, but I've heard the book is not that great compared Yeah. Another one, too, is uh, Dark Tower. The movie was <laughs> by far the best. Get out. The <laughs> fuck out. This is where you fucking... Where you die. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. That movie was an attack on me personally, I felt. Yeah, and poor Idris Elba, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, can't catch a break, man. Like, <sighs> he, 
He's a leading man who hasn't got a good leading man role. Yeah, he's he's one of those characters. I mean, he's always been like a character actor, and he's always amazing. Like in Pacific Rim, he was amazing. In and it Thor. In Thor, which I, I believe his part wasn't even supposed to be that big, but people loved him so much that they expanded like his... His character, yeah, hundred percent, and like he was, he was also great in The Wire. Um, you know, I didn't watch finish all of that series, oh, but one of the best shows but, of all time. But he, he was, he was very good in it. As uh, what, what was his name? Uh, his name was. I don't remember. But you know, doesn't what's, matter. You know, what's so weird is like I maybe like two years ago watched The Wire. So all, all of Idris Elba I've known is to be a British actor. To hear him to, say the N word was oh, yeah. so fucking weird. And like with with his Baltimore accent, yeah, yeah it's like oh fuck. I was like, it was like, wait, what? Like, what? It yeah. was so weird to hear him it's say. Very, it. very strange to hear Hemdall speak like that. I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't care for it. Um, but uh, he's an amazing actor, and this was supposed to be like his first. Like, this was supposed to catapult him into like leading man stardom, and it was just like. And I don't even care about that as much. This is one of those. He was the best thing about that movie. <laughs> it's one of the stories that I love the most. Like it's my favorite book series of all time. It's by one of my favorite authors. The world is so rich. It's such a well-built fantasy world. And they just like, they shit on it. They shit just, on it, it so hard. Been, it could be an amazing mm-hmm. either show or multi-part movie if it's done right, but it's just no one has been able to do it right. Yeah, and we found out that they they canceled work on the show. Yeah, dude. One day. Sorry to end this show on such a <laughs> such a downer, uh, but I I think overall I, I've been very impressed with adaptations in the recent years. I think. Oh yeah. Things like The Witcher and um, Umbrella Academy um, are just signs that even. This is kind of a touchy one, but even Game of Thrones, um, like if you take the first, call it four or five seasons of Game of Thrones, like those are probably more enjoyable than reading the first three books of Game of Thrones. Oh, um, just from a, just from a, like an emotional investment and like seeing the action stuff like that. Obviously, the books are very good because they have way more backstory and things like that. But it's from a just like a just a. Obs- absorption like standpoint like watching those shows it's like oh my god it's so crazy and so interesting and reading it's a different experience so i mean those are very good adaptations i don't i'm not sure if i would still say better what if what if he finishes the book and the show ending was better (laughs) like what if and this whole time we've been shitting on the show (laughs) and he did not do it better I'm, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying, what if? Here's what's going to happen. If that happens, you know, remember remember all the, the George Floyd riots we had? People are going to take to the streets. <laughs> People are going to burn his house down with him in it. I just, the, the worst part about it, too, is that it's been like 10 years. You know what I mean? That he's been supposedly working on. They're like, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? And it's just not coming out. And, um... I think that if it comes out and is bad, God help him. Like he he's gonna be hanging from a ceiling fan in his own house. Maybe he's gonna do it. They're gonna Epstein him. That's what That's they're gonna, gonna have the government <laughs> is going to step in and take him out, which is terrible to say, but it could happen. They've done it before. They'll do it again. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. We went a little long. We hope everyone enjoyed this. Hopefully this video is out on YouTube and you're enjoying the video. Uh, if it got too complicated and I didn't do it, sorry. That was uh, – <laughs> That, that could have happened too. You know, uh, I'm not a video editor. I'm, I'm much more comfortable with audio, but uh, we'll see how this goes. But um, check us out. You can listen to all of our podcasts at the very least on YouTube. Um, just search Nerds with Friends and we'll pop up there. Click that subscribe button and notification so you get notifications of when new ones come out. We have to say that now. Yeah, I know. It's weird. We, That's kind of fun. New. I mean, you could subscribe to this podcast anywhere and you would still get notifications. You can actually click on nerdswithfriendspodcast.com and subscribe to our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook through there, as well as subscribe to get uh, updates on our blog, which I apologize. I have not done one in a while. Um, it's It's been an interesting time. I'm sorry. Yeah, quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I, I come here and I spill my thoughts here. So that's it is what it is. But we hope you enjoyed it. We will see you all next week. Make sure to check out our sponsor and everything. Thank you, Christian, for, you know, Fun Standby. as always. I think this was a. You think this was a good thing with the video and everything? Sure. Hopefully, people will see it. I hope people see it, and I hope people like it, and I hope they subscribe and everything. Um, but we'll we'll keep trying it and see how it goes. So, see you later. And to all the nerds out there, remember you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. <laughs>